0: You are now tuned in to episode 44 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I'm Scott Sturman and I'm joined as always by Matt Deitch. Matt, how's it going?
1: Pretty good. Yourself?
0: Excellent.
1: Awesome. We're getting a little bit nicer weekend this weekend than last week.
0: Yeah, definitely. And what what was it? Saturday? yeah saturday yesterday that was a beautiful day
1: Yeah, it got up to about 70 degrees and went out there and chased a few pheasants and sweated pretty good the dog and i were both kind of tired after a few walks we're both out of shape
0: yep me and uh me and eric and tanner vogel we got out and chased after some ducks yesterday it was not anything uh spectacular but we did get a few and uh the geese didn't want to play so it was strictly a duck hunt but yeah uh, now
1: we got a little bit of a front coming in and it looks like we're getting some cooler temps which means ice season, ice is season. Close.
0: You, you've been looking forward to this
1: i kind of have to tell you the truth really yeah a little bit
0: I've really been looking forward to it since like April of last year <laughs> since I <ice laughs> since off. April of this year yeah. since
1: our last trip on uh East Okoboji last year yeah. you've been looking forward to this year
0: absolutely I I've I i can not wait but uh you know I gotta say with all the bass fishing that we did this year and uh I, I was actually thinking about it yesterday I really did enjoy this open water season it this was, this was awesome a fun open one water season yeah we we finished up our last uh club tournament of the year last weekend and uh We'll we'll touch on that later in the episode, but like Matt said, uh, ice season's right around the corner, which means ice fishing expos are coming up, and uh, we've got the man behind the Ice Institute up in Sioux Falls, uh, Mr. Todd Heitkamp of Dakota Angler Bait Shop up there, and uh, yeah, we've got him on the show today. I'm really looking forward to, to hearing about the Ice Institute, hearing how it's grown
1: right we we get the pleasure of just going up there and enjoying the ice and these ice shows or even open water shows and we really don't know the planning and everything that goes into it so it's going to be interesting to hear like the planning up leading up to the event and like the day of the 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 days since it's multiple days of the event, you know what all takes place.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That that's not something that you just open the doors <laughs> and like, hey, come <laughs> no, on in, I mean, guys. Like, I yeah, mean, that, somebody
1: will take care of you, right? Yeah. No,
0: that that's not how a successful uh, ice expo goes down. But yeah, we'll uh, get right over to him. All right, we are here today with Todd Heitkamp, owner of the Dakota Angler Bait Shop in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and the man behind the Ice Institute up in Sioux Falls. Todd,
2: how you doing? Doing fine. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for being on the show. It's good to get to talk to you today.
0: Now, tell us a little bit, Todd. Uh, where'd you grow up?
2: I grew up in southwest Minnesota, a, town, a small town called Adrian. Uh, it has a town, population of maybe, you know, uh, right around three, four, five thousand 5,000 people, somewhere thereabouts, but uh, grew up there, uh, born and raised there, and, uh, you know, grew up uh, fishing all my life as well.
0: Matt's actually from Ellsworth.
1: Yep.
2: Yeah, I know. With a name like Deitch, I, I can definitely <laughs> tell you, that uh, narrows it down.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's for sure. No. So, uh, how did you
0: end up over in Sioux Falls?
2: Well, a long story. I guess uh, I went to, uh, after graduating high school, I went to uh, college at the University of Wisconsin at Madison and got my uh, degree in meteorology, which is weather, and uh, started my first uh, job with the National Weather Service in Waterloo, Iowa. And uh, my wife and I, uh, my wife is Roxanne, uh, and her maiden name is Wagner, so she grew up in Ellsworth, too, Matt. Yeah. Uh, so don't hold that against me. <laughs> um, but uh, at that time, we, after you know, three years in Waterloo, Iowa, we moved to Denver, Colorado, uh, and stayed there for four and a half years. And then the, the job, op- uh, job came open here at the National Weather Service in Sioux Falls, and I applied for it and got it, and moved here April 1st, April Fool's Day, 1994. Very, Very cool. cool.
0: What, what are some of the daily deals uh, that you do with uh, being a meteorologist?
2: Well, my job duties have changed through the years. I mean, years ago uh, when I started out, I was always just a forecaster. I don't want to say just. I mean, it was a, I was uh, working rotating shifts and writing forecasts every day and issuing warnings. Uh, but then when I moved to Sioux Falls here, I became what was known as the warning coordination meteorologist. And I would go out and do uh, weather talks for schools and uh, train people to be spotters for the communities. Uh, and then uh, about 18 months ago or just shy of 2 years ago uh, i became the meteorologist in charge or the chief uh, uh, person of the office cool very cool
0: now with being a meteorologist how did you decide that hey i'm going to start a bait shop
2: a moment of insanity <laughs> <laughs> you know if anyone says uh, you know do uh, open up a business that you'd love to do uh, you might want to rethink that uh, because, uh, you know, I, like I said, I was born and raised uh, you know, and fished all my life. Um, I raised my two boys uh, in the uh, area of fishing as well. And my daughter, uh, we would go out fishing almost every weekend. And then uh, 1991, uh, excuse me, 2001, uh, I decided to, to open up a bait shop with my uh, friend at, at that time. That He said, well, how about if we go into business together? And I said, well, that's fine, but I'm going to be more of a silent partner because I got a full-time job already. And so, uh, on about May 1st, 2001, we opened uh, uh, Dakota Angler, and here we are, you know, 18 years later.
0: Now, you go to work every day and and are a meteorologist, then you go to the bait shop after that and and close her down, or?
2: Yeah, exactly. That's my my day for the past 17, 18 years, quite honestly, uh, because I've since you know bought out my partner about oh, 10 years ago now and uh, so it's just myself and so i'll work the uh, weather service from seven to three and then come over here and work from uh, three to close and then go home and get a little bite to eat and then uh, go to bed and do the whole thing all over again
1: yeah so that really doesn't leave you a whole lot of time to get out there and do much fishing
2: no and that's why i said you know be careful you know when you say you know open up a business that you love to to do because uh, i'd love to fish but i don't get as much time to do it anymore because You know honestly you know people always say that owning a business is the easiest thing you'll ever do Uh, whoever said that should be shot uh, because (laughs) it's not the easiest thing there's a lot of time and commitment and if you want to do it right Right. uh, there's a lot of time uh, involved in it so yeah it has taken a lot of time away from uh, away from fishing but still at the same time it's been a great opportunity to uh, raise my family into a a family-owned business and and in the uh, fishing business well
1: now what are some of the biggest challenges you've seen or come across as far as having a bait shop.
2: well number one my other job uh Mm -hmm. weather Uh, i mean weather is a a huge factor that uh, will play a role on how successful this business can be i mean if you have let's say a terrible winter uh, where guys can't get out and ice fish guess what you're going to be uh selling that stuff really cheap that ice fishing equipment really cheap or you're just gonna you know cut back considerably and it's the same time, uh, same thing like in the spring the summer. If you have a terrible spring uh, where it's raining or even like last year where we had a lot of blizzards in the month of April, uh, that's going to def- uh, definitely impact business as well as the uh, uh, neighboring economy, such as the agricultural community. If the farmers are having a bad year, guess what? It all trickles down to us as well. Uh, so those are some of the factors that obviously we can't control. Uh, Some of the other things some of the other challenges I would say uh, competition from big box stores Uh, I think uh, you know uh, the mom-and-pop shops that uh, we all grew up with uh, In the fishing business or any other business are uh, really starting to decrease uh, through time And that's mainly because of corporate American the bigger box stores uh, But you have to continue to reinvent yourself to make you make sure your store uh, Is relevant as much as possible
0: now you mentioned the big box stores there now I don't know this to be a fact, but I gotta think uh, you've got to be the biggest locally owned bait shop possibly in the state of South Dakota, don't you? Uh,
2: pretty close to it, I think. You know, I I don't know for sure, uh, but I would think that we would be pretty close to that. Uh, we're probably one of the bigger ones in the tri-state area as well. But uh, again, uh, you know, we don't let I don't sit back on my laurels and say you know we don't have to do anything different this year. We're we're constantly doing something different and. Uh, you know, the the main thing with the big box stores is that people think that they're getting a better selection or a bigger selection or uh, cheaper prices. And honestly, I never have a problem with beating any of their prices or having probably more of a selection because those bigger box stores are now selling more of their own products, uh, their mm-hmm. own name brand versus, uh, you know, the traditional uh, fishing brands.
0: Yeah, definitely. Is that is that one of the reasons why you guys think that you've had success, that you're not biased towards any brand or... Or what? What do you think the reasons are that you've had success?
2: Boy, I wish I had that answer to that question, guys. Uh, you know, I think one of the things is that we also strive ourselves on service, knowing who our customers are. Uh, I mean, that goes a long ways. Uh, I think still a lot of people still like to come into the store and find out where the fishing, you know, the fish are biting, or what they're using, and and you know, the whole thing is, guess what? We use everything we sell. Uh, we're not. Uh, I don't hire a bunch of people that uh, don't ever fish and have no idea what you know, a fishing rod is or the difference between the fishing reels. Uh, my employees use everything that we sell and, and they know how to, uh, how to explain it to a customer and how to you know, make sure that they're successful the next time they use it as well.
0: Absolutely. Now, going into ice season, what, what product have you uh, seen that has the biggest buzz going into ice season? What are the customers coming in and, and asking
2: for? I think there's there's two things right now. You know, besides the the normal fishing lures that are new or quasi new, I mean, there's there's really never anything totally new in the fishing lure business. It's always new companies or different companies reinventing uh, something else. They're putting a different paint finish on it. But uh, for the ice season, there's two things probably that uh, have people talking, and that's the first one is the new clam shacks with the with the side doors now, the big open uh, side doors. I think a lot of people have been uh, looking forward to that, even though Otter's been having them out for, uh, you know, a year now, and, and Fravel had it out uh, two or three years ago, but now it's gotten even a little bit better. And I think the other thing is, is uh, the StrikeMaster Light Flight, uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, an auger, lighter, lighter auger that you can attach to your drill, but not only to your cordless handheld drill, you can also attach it to any StrikeMaster powerhead. So if you have a Gas uh, StrikeMaster powerhead, you could also attach that Light Flight to it, and thereby making your auger your overall auger lighter lighter in weight uh, But I think the other side of that is that for the first time ever strike master has stopped making gas augers wow. uh, So uh, I never thought we would come to that point But there, you know with the onset of a lot of newer electric augers and more reliable electric augers And then also the light flights and the ions and everything like that and the k-drill uh, That has definitely re- revolutionized the auger market
0: now uh just just since you said that i kind of thought about it what's the uh ratio of electric augers to gas augers that you're selling now
2: oh by far i don't let's say if out of 10 of them 10 augers that we sell i would say probably seven or eight of them are uh oh, probably even eight or nine are electric uh versus gas wow that's because the only neat. ones that the only ones that are selling gas augers now or right, i have them on the market are uh jiffy and eskimo and that's it
1: Right, and, I mean, nobody wants to mess around with the mixing ratio of the fuel and have to deal with all the gas and everything like that anymore, I suppose.
2: No, you know, it wasn't too long ago that uh, Strike Master had a four-cycle motor out, uh, you know, with an auger, so you didn't have to mix the gasoline, but even that one has gone to the wayside because a lot of people just don't like messing with the fuel, even though you probably won't find a more reliable auger as far as starting in the cold uh, and the probably very little maintenance to it. Uh, than what you will with a gas auger but uh, a lot of people just like the cleanliness uh, of the electric augers and just the the ease of starting it up absolutely
0: now uh, as we approach the end of october you have a huge event coming up here at the beginning of november uh, the ice institute tell us about uh, that ice institute uh, when did you decide to start that and where where did you start it
2: well, you know, uh, if uh, if I didn't have enough things to do, as we were talking about earlier, <laughs> yeah. uh, I decided let's uh, let's start up a show, an ice fishing show, uh, and uh, and educate people on how they can use the products that they buy. Because all the time, people come in buy, and want to buy the, the elect- latest electronics or augers or jigs or whatever it may be. So let's uh, put together, together an educational seminar, uh, you know, a full day of seminars on uh, how people can use the equipment that they buy. And that was done 11 years ago and a building right next to the store that I was at right down the road from where I'm at currently. And uh, we had a whopping about 50 to 60 people show up. And I can honestly remember my wife, uh, roxanne had made all the food for it. And afterwards, uh, after the event, the two-day event, I looked at her and she looked at me and she said, do we want to do this again next year? And I said, good question, because it was a lot of work uh, for you know little dividends a little Results and uh, with thankfully, we decided we'll do it one more year and we had more people that show up, and then we moved it to uh, uh the uh, oh, I came remember it's a, a town hall type of thing up in Colton, and uh, so we went to there for two years, and then after that, we went to Central Church, uh, my church on the south side of Sioux Falls, and headed the gym there. And then three years ago, we moved it to the Sioux Falls Arena, and the only reason why it's been moved each year is the good Lord has blessed us each year. In, more and more people attending, and so we've outgrown the facilities each time we've moved. And now we're at the 11th annual, uh, which is November 8th through the 10th, and it's at the Sioux Falls Arena. And last year we had roughly about uh, 6,500 people through the door, and so it's a vast difference from the 50 to the 6,500. <laughs> and now we are the second largest ice fishing show in the nation.
1: Really? That's awesome. That is very cool.
2: Yeah, it is, it is really cool to see, you know, how the Lord has blessed it and how the people have blessed it, too, that by attending. Uh, because, again, I, I'm trying to give, uh, you know, people something that they want, and I'm the first one and the only one uh, across the entire nation that is doing a show that is not a promoter. You know, most of the shows, all like the right, St. Yeah. Paul Eye Show or anyone else, it's being done by a promoter, not by someone that actually sells the stuff. And so uh, what we're doing is bringing, you know, all our inventory over to the arena, plus bringing in uh, over 70 other vendors to show the latest and greatest in ice fishing. And we continue to reinvent it every year based upon the feedback that we get from people because, again, it's their show. Yes, I'm putting it on, but without their attendance, without their information, their feedback, uh, the show would uh, cease to exist.
1: Now, in those 11 years that you've been putting this on, do you think like ice fishing has really grown in popularity in part due to these shows that are starting to come about now?
2: I think so a little bit, man. I think uh, the other side of it would be, uh, you know, how ice fishing has uh, really changed through the years, that it's gotten to be more comfortable out there. I think a lot of people, when they think ice fishing, they think of grumpy old men. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, or, or they sit there and they think about sitting uh, being cold and sitting on a five-gallon bucket waiting for the fish to bite. Uh, you know, people can fish in comfort nowadays, uh, probably almost in more comfort than what they can in the summertime uh so again i think with that in mind plus also the just the uh the fact that our winters get so long around here that if you don't ice fish you don't ski you don't do anything like that you're it's going to be a long period of time for you sitting in the house and so i think a lot more people a lot more families are getting involved in ice fishing
0: yeah now, you mentioned already that you've assembled the top brands, uh, you know the, the best exhibitors at, at this show, but you've also assembled some of the top pros in the industry to come and do these seminars. Who do you got coming this year?
2: Well, you know, I appreciate that, Scott, because it, it, honestly, it is a, a top-notch lineup of, uh, of speakers that you're not going to find anyplace else. Uh, you, know, you go to, to St. Paul, you go anyplace else, you're not going to find these seminars like this by speakers like we have for, uh, for free. And uh, so we have Dave Gens, who is the godfather of ice fishing uh, from Clam Outdoors. We also have Brian Brosdahl, who's been with the Northland, uh, Aquaview. Uh, Brad Hawthorne, who's with uh, Ice Force. Uh, and those would be the top three. But also we have uh, Troy Peterson, Mr. Bluegill from Eskimo. Uh, also uh, Jason Durham from Clam. Then we also have a couple of local people, too. Uh, Cody uh, Roswick, which, uh, who's out of North Dakota uh, with Northland. And then also Dennis Kasubi from Clam. And then uh, Craig Euler and Chantel Wickstruck, South Dakota's two of their, our own, uh, from Clam Corporation, that they they started doing seminars for us last year. When, uh, it's been so popular, we've asked them to come back. And sooner or later, we just got to get Matt up here and uh, have him do one, too.
1: I don't know about that. Well, we, we could re- if, you got, if you got Euler, then I suppose I could. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we could replace Craig. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Now, do you get to enjoy this at all, or are you just flying around this arena, you know, trying to make sure everything's going right? I mean, do, do you get to sit back and enjoy this?
2: Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I, the only time I get to enjoy it is probably maybe for a week afterwards, and then uh, after that, then I'm already preparing for the uh, next year's, and it, honestly, it has evolved into a third full-time job. Uh, it has been uh, huge, uh, to say the least, and I uh, when uh, the day of the event is going on, I'm just running uh, all over the place, making sure that uh, people are getting their needs met and we're looking at finding what they're are looking uh, for something that I want to make sure that they find. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to take care of the customers at, at the show just like I try to take care of them here at the store. Right. Yeah.
0: Now, don't say, uh, don't answer this question with it being over, but what are you most looking forward to uh, for the ICE Institute?
2: I think, you know, honestly, when I see people smiling uh, and, and finding of value, uh, you know, that's the whole thing is that, again, you're going to find a lot of people that are just going there for the great deals, which is fantastic. I mean, that's what's part That's part of the whole concept as well. Uh, but if they're looking at the seminars, sitting in on seminars and finding uh, the seminars of use and uh, also, you know, again, finding the good deals, that's what I look forward to the most. And uh, uh, not looking forward to it being over because you look forward to doing it for all that period of time that it goes by so quickly.
1: Yeah, it, we when we were there last year it was a great show. I think one of the cool things is how family friendly it is and you know all the families walking around enjoying all the different things whether they're going and seeing the nice sleeper shacks or they're looking at the portable shacks and stuff like that but just it's just a great family show.
2: Well, you know, and that's what we try to do is that it's a uh, it's not just for the father or the dad or the guy it, it's for uh, the mother, the wife, the girlfriend, uh, sons, daughters, uh, grandkids, you name it, uh, because it is becoming a family sport, like you mentioned. And so we want to make sure the entire family enjoys it. And This year we even have something different uh, and with that in mind, that we have a bunch of uh, a beanbag toss games, a cornhole uh, games that uh, people can uh, take their kids up or even themselves and try to win prizes. So again, just a little bit of a break uh, from the routine of the show and uh, giving people something that they've been looking forward to
0: absolutely well we really appreciate you uh going through all the work to put this show on and we appreciate you stopping in today and and chatting with us um before we let you go uh do you have any social media plugs or a website if if people want to get some more information on this where can they stop in and check it out
2: yeah you can you can always stop here at the store at uh, dakota angler 1120 spencer road in sioux falls but on social media where you have a facebook account dakota angler Uh, that's where you're going to find my uh, weekly two-minute fishing report that sometimes I take a little heat over, but uh, it's something that a lot of people have enjoyed uh, through the years. Uh, And then also we have a Twitter account, Dakota Angler, and we also have an Instagram account as well. Uh, So there's a whole bunch of social media. If if it's social media, we're on it. And, uh, again, there's my fourth full-time job. So uh, there's always ways to find out information. And and as I mentioned, uh, if, if you're interested in the Dakota Angler Ice Institute, again, which is November 8th through the 10th, it's $5 to get in the door, or for this year we have something new, a weekend pass for $12. So it saves you a little bit of money that way. Uh, but again, come on out. And if you have any questions, you can always give us a call at 605-336-9132.
0: Perfect. Well, we really appreciate it, Todd. Uh, that, that was a fun interview. I'm, I'm hoping that the people, you know, like you said, it's the second biggest one in the nation. So, you know, people from not far up in Minnesota or wherever, I mean, you're going to be drawing people from all over.
2: Well, we hope so, you know, and we hope that it's just more than the Tri-State area and, and honestly if you, when you come up uh, And you see me running around like my head's been cut off. Stop uh, stop me and say, you know Tell me how much you appreciate the show. I, I would uh, greatly uh, Be happy to, to chat with you a little bit
1: Perfect. Well, we really appreciate you putting on that show and going through all the hard work to get us through this transition period from open water to ice season everybody just is Getting that itch to get out there on the ice and these shows really help uh get it here faster it seems like
2: well i, I appreciate uh, hearing that guys and like i said here if, uh, if anyone's looking for ice fishing uh, equipment you're not going to find a, a better deal anywhere else than the ice institute november 8th through the 10th uh, or like i said to, to learn more about how to use the equipment check out the great speakers that we're going to have this weekend uh, that weekend as well
0: perfect well thank you very much todd uh we'll see you there
2: okay sounds good guys thanks so much see ya
0: And there he goes, Todd Heitkamp of Dakota Angler Bait Shop in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and the man behind the Ice Institute. Very interesting to uh, hear all the top pros that he's got coming this
1: year. Yeah, it's shaping up to be an awesome, just a great show. If you're interested in ice fishing, want to get into it, you know, don't know much about it, definitely go check this show out because, yeah, those guys are so approachable too.
0: Yeah, definitely. And i mean it it's crazy like i mean when you think of uh, aside from possibly jason mitchell i mean these are the top guys oh yeah when
1: you got dave gens, gens brad hawthorne, hawthorne it, it's just bro bro i mean I, that's, mean I couldn't i
0: can't i couldn't believe that when they came out with with all those guys i i gotta i'm gonna be fanboying over dave gens i'm, <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie <laughs> i think
1: everybody does i think in i think everybody would be surprised at how approachable he probably is yeah you know everybody will kind of s- sit back in the shadows and just kind of watch and be like well that's Dave Gens. and right i
0: don't you know i i don't think that these people are like nfl players where you know that
1: right they're not these people aren't but to us oh they definitely, are definitely i mean I, to yeah. a lot of like fishermen you know or anglers they they are it's like that's vince lombardi right there right right (laughs) when you're
0: when you're watching youtube or when you're watching uh, tv on saturday and sunday mornings and and watching the outdoor channels and and the fishing shows come on these are the guys that are on there Mm -hmm. and yeah that way cool way cool and how interesting was it that it's grown from 50 people to sixty five hundred people yeah think think about if his wife was still making food for everybody (laughs)
1: holy moly that'd be that'd be a lot of barbecue meat oh yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you, if, if i'm showing up you better plan for 7500 6500 but no that okay. is it,
1: it really is neat to hear that like you said that it started off in just a little building next to his bait shop and then they moved it to a little town hall in colton south dakota and then his the church gym and now all of a sudden you're at the arena in sioux falls right
0: i mean they're what is there only one spot bigger you know he could have it in the in the actual denny sanford new premier center but right and then
1: for him to be the second biggest ice you know that show is that's that's what blew
0: me away you know i knew the saint paul ice show was huge but i figured like you know the fargo ice show and, and whatnot was bigger i've never been up there to the fargo ice show but yeah, to hear that that was the second biggest one in the country that's amazing
1: well you think and you really think about it uh just this little area right here with the lakes over here iowa ice fishing is starting to get more popular you know with clear lake with kevin paul over there and the iowa great lakes Okaboji spirit lake it's all starting to get popular then you've got all your minnesota lakes and now people are starting to realize like how great a fishing are in the dakotas oh yeah and you know so it's kind of you know kind of becoming the place to get to and you're getting people traveling from a long ways away to come to this one. And like you said the the deals at the show are so great that if you plan on buying some stuff, now's the time to do it because they'll have deals on shacks, they'll have deals on augers, you know, rods, reels, tackle, everything. At most of these places you go up to them and you know, I think last year Ramsey bought a ice shack and got a free cover with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's always, I mean, that's like $75 to $100. The cover is so well,
0: and it was less than retail price, too. Right, I, I yeah, believe, was, you know, I mean, you can get a
1: great price on the shack.
0: Yeah, if you're going to make a big ticket uh, purchase, I mean, I, I don't think it's out of line to think that you're going to get 20% off, you know, right. on some of these things. And I'll be buying an ice shack this year. Yeah.
1: And it, you know, and if you're looking into, I mean, you can buy a sleeper shack, you can spend as much money as you want, four wheelers. I mean, they have have all that stuff there that anything that you need for ice fishing,
0: yep. One of the other things that I think uh, we should really stress is if you're a guy and you're like, Man, you know, I don't know if I should be bringing my kids, you, you should, should be bringing you should your be kids. Bringing your I kids. mean, your kids are gonna have a riot with this. I mean, right. they've, they've got all sorts of cool stuff. This is a really family friendly deal. You don't have to be the guy that goes out ice fishing 30 times a, a winter. I mean, if you're a guy who you know. Hey, you, you get out once, twice a year, nope. you're still going to get a lot out of this. And, and yeah, I mean, they're different custom rod makers, all the, all the top brands, as far as shacks go. I mean, if, if there's a brand in the ice fishing industry and you, and you can think it in your head,
1: chances are it's gonna be there more than likely yeah what did he say 75 vendors something like that so i mean yeah like you said you don't have to be this isn't for the hardcore fishermen this is for everybody get out there and check it out i mean five day five bucks to get in
0: yeah you can't beat that for a day i mean yeah right i mean you can't do anything in sioux falls for under five dollars no
1: anywhere i mean yeah five bucks to for admission and then 12 bucks for the weekend pass is that what he said yep
0: yep (laughs) that's cool that they're doing that
1: yeah that that's a really neat feature this year yep
0: well uh last weekend uh in the snow me and matt finished (laughs) up our uh club bass uh well bass tournament uh season uh yeah that was it it was a fun tournament the iowa
1: great lakes bass club
0: yep uh saturday we fished in the snow uh what did it get to a whopping 34 degrees that day if that yeah and we had
1: 40 mile an hour wind gusts oh my gosh it was crazy it was i'm glad that they decided to not do a points day for that not I me mean, well yeah not you you, you <laughs> not you, me <laughs> you had a decent day
0: yeah well i, I finished I, I i weighed a limit and i know that two of the guys who were ahead of me did not so uh i could have gained some points there but yeah it was it was tough fishing, you know, both the days really, uh, in the grand scheme of things. It, it wasn't like we were calling early and, and. No,
1: I mean with conditions like that, the fish react different ways. I mean, nobody, Kobe brought in on Sunday. Kobe Van B. He, he brought in a great bag of smallmouth. I mean, twelve pounds. He had one that was five pounds, another one that was like four pounds. So
0: that was that was impressive, but he's he's a freaking hammer. Yeah, so. Oh, that's for sure, but. No, yeah. Well, and another part of that, like you mentioned, with the 40-mile-per-hour winds, the the lakes basically got cut in half.
1: Right, yeah. there was It was limited to areas you could fish. Even on Sunday, fishing on Spirit Lake, even though the wind was down a little bit, I mean, it was still 15, 20 miles per hour. And, you know, when it's blowing like that on Spirit Lake, it can get pretty rough out there and you know i heard a lot of guys talking about how it was it was tough to fish the east shoreline because it's kind of a north northwest wind and uh just boat control becomes a big problem there
0: right well and we dealt with that on uh sunday morning right we ran across the lake we were out there and you know when, when when you're running a drop shot like what we were and that boat's going up and down and i'm staring at the water and all of a sudden i'm like holy smokes am <laughs> i gonna get seasick today like the, I, I didn't know if i was gonna be able right. to make it and it wasn't long after that you're like, you know what, let's get out of here. Let's go back to the other side. And you know we we kind of thought that we we had a pattern in mind,
1: right? And uh and it, it, was, it started off. It started off working.
0: Yeah, you caught one. Then, what second cast? Yep. Yeah,
1: then it's like, okay, well, maybe we'll get into some here. I mean, they weren't big fish, but then all of a sudden you just kind of did something out of the ordinary. What? which mo as a co-angler as what a person should do just sometimes it's like you know what just fire a cast out towards the middle of the lake and you caught a smallmouth, and a little bit later you caught another one and you no more we got it in the boat in the net you were taking it off the line and i hooked into one so it's just like oh okay maybe there's you know then that's just where you you got to listen to the fish and let the fish talk to you instead of like oh there's no reason they should be out there well they just told us that they're out there so yeah there there was
0: no reason to catch them where we did on what we did but we did and and yeah no one i don't know that's just really the cool part about it and you know i I'm, I'm not sitting here trying to toot my own horn but we have had that a few different we times have. this year where i just did something completely off the wall that didn't make any sense and it was like hey wait a second like, right? hey here
1: we go and i think that's i think that's what our best thing was this year for both of us is just being able to adapt and you know fish the moment don't try to like well this is the pattern that should be working so we're just going to do run this pattern the whole time and it's just like well nope we're catching them this way so you know we're this is what we're doing for right now and
0: right you know i i listened to a lot of guys after a Bassmaster tournament talk about going out there and saying i i knew i wasn't going to get a lot of bites but i was going to get the right bites right and you know especially on sunday that's that was really what we did you know i didn't call it all i caught three fish and those three fish i brought to the scales you know, you you called uh, t- uh, two, three times or something like that. But yeah. but uh, I mean that that was really crazy to grind it out for eight straight hours right. or nine hours or however long we're out there. And and we're not we're not smoking a ton of them, but nope. the ones we're getting are quality fish. I ended up with a third place finish. You ended up with a fourth place right. finish. And you know, I mean, I feel like we can hold our head up at the weigh-ins. You know, with oh for with, sure with uh, uh, days like that. The bad part about that was uh you went into this week or last weekend uh point four uh in, in the lead for angler of the year, and you ended up uh with that fourth place finish dropping down and you ended up losing it by point two. Two
1: points, <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's that's just the way it all goes. The guy that ended up Jerry Pape that ended up beating me, he was in third going into the final day of our Angler of the Year standings and uh He finished in third in that tournament, and I finished in fourth, and he had, like, 9 pounds, 9.96 pounds, and I had 9.6 pounds. And, you know.
0: Yeah, 3 ounces or point three pounds pounds is what he beat you by, and then you ended up losing by .2. Yeah,
1: and all the points. I mean, Tanner Hamilou, he, (laughs) I think he sat in his truck for about an hour trying to figure out the points. I think he did it, like, two or three times just to make sure everything was right. I mean, I couldn't do no way with all the math and all that stuff trying to figure it out even though yeah
0: well yeah there's so. quite a criteria that goes into it how many fish you weigh right. what position you weigh the the weight of all your fish uh, you know it's not just like well winner gets 10 points uh, second yeah, place gets just, eight points i mean there's a real formula that goes into it so it's not an easy deal but and yeah, but
1: yeah so i mean thanks for thanks for the guys that run the club over there it was a lot of fun to fish it this year um thanks for all the guys that fish in the club right that we've been able to meet over this year i mean it's kind of fun knowing that you can go over to a lake and you see those guys and you can sit there and talk with them at the ramp or out on the water if you run into each other so great club yep. great group of guys to fish with both i mean the uh, both sides of the the boater and the non-boater you know the angler the co-angler just a great group of people to be a part of and would have been nice to win the Angler of the Year thing, yeah, for sure, but I guess if I was going to lose it to anybody, it would be, you know, Jerry's an awesome guy, and yep. congrats to him on winning that and just being consistent the whole year. I mean, those guys are hammers over there. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, they know the lake. I mean, him, like about it.
1: Mark, and, you know, Colby's up there, just all those guys. I mean, anybody can – any any day anybody can get on them and have a great day over on the lakes over there. So, yep, yeah, I mean, is your first year kind of fishing it was hell it was my first year
0: fishing the whole thing
1: fishing the whole thing i mean i missed one in july for family vacation and they take your top five tournaments and they throw out two so i it was it was was a lot of fun and you know on sunday after i caught my third keeper and i told you i was like that was my goal this year going into it i kind of you know you always kind of have like these goals set and uh i wanted to catch a limit in every tournament yep and when i finally did that i mean it was kind of fun just to be able to say that that you did it and it just being consistent uh so
0: right yeah yeah you got to catch a limit if you want to win uh, right. over there against those guys you're, right. you're not gonna you know you you can go out and smash them like colby did you know with with five pounders but if you only got one or two two you know you still ain't gonna do it right
1: so. yeah you always gotta be right up there in that 10 pound range for sure every tournament and on three fish that's i mean that's some solid quality fish right absolutely
0: there. so well unless you got something else to add we'll uh call that a wrap on episode
1: 44 and episode 44 yeah we're well, getting getting closer to like we said ice season fall yeah. weather's getting here i mean there's still great fishing to be had i mean river looks like it's going down a little bit it's yeah i've been about, seeing
0: some people down there fishing i I'd, I'd be curious to see how many people are out on okoboji still fishing now right, I, uh, I mean there's I'm sure, a bunch of guys i'm yesterday. sure there's some but i've uh i've seen a lot of people on facebook uh taking their boat out for the year yep. you know to putting posts on you know saying see you for the year and oh uh, whatever yeah that, that's part of it we're at the end of october any day now we could get a monster snowstorm and, and snow don't really make a difference for out there but they'll be taking the the docks out at the boat ramps and everything oh, yeah. else so yeah that's all part of it that's that's living here in northwest iowa
1: so <laughs> yep don't like the weather today wait for a few hours and it'll change yeah no kidding
0: so yeah well we'll see you guys next week thanks for tuning in see ya